0: Thank you very much to all you A-Team listeners. Uh, Let's talk about um, the fact that many small businesses have been severely affected by the looting and violence that took place last week in parts of uh, Guazulu-Natal and uh, Gauteng. Goods and other essentials were stolen or properties were vandalized and buildings subsequently set alight. We saw this in videos. We saw this on uh, the mainstream media. Experts say scores of these buildings may not be able to be recovered. So what will it take for the owners to be back on their feet and start operating again? For more on this, we are joined by Siraj Toffee, who's a custodian of entrepreneurship at the University of Stellenbosch Business School. Siraj, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: So what will it take for businesses to get back on their feet again, Siraj? Uh, for,
1: firstly, uh, you know, I know you, you you set it up so nicely, but how sad is it that we have to sit here and talk about this now when when we we are just, you know, as small businesses, uh, we we are operating in an environment where the economy the, the economy is quite slow for COVID. Then we have to deal with 18 months of lockdown and and, and restrictions. And now this, um, it it really it really is tough. And the and the reality is um, how they get back on their feet is just downright hard work because um, there's no there's no other way. You know, I, 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 when 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 I was asked to come and speak here, I kind of was thinking that it's it's once again it's the small and the most vulnerable that are getting um that are getting affected the bigger guys in all honesty big shopping centers uh you know uh, national chains they have they have insurance for this but it's the smaller guys it's the it's the people in the communities of the people who were looting that are going to be really affected and marginalized and and that's and and, and that's really the tough part yeah
0: Saraj, I do agree with you. It's very devastating where we find ourselves as a country. And um, we we want to see the country move forward. We want to see the disparities diminish. But with the current events that we have seen, the disparities are becoming more apparent and more deep. So in terms of those companies, uh, those businesses that uh, can afford insurance and have been insured, are they at a better stead to build up again? Or will they also take forever or a long time to recover? Because some of these buildings have been burned to ashes.
1: Yes. Look, it's, it, really, it really is, and it, it impacts everything. And, and I'm, I'm definitely not here to be um, negative. I'm, I'm, I'm here with not, not necessarily a blueprint on how to fix it, but there's some suggestions. Because I think the, the, the important thing is, when you're dealing with small businesses, and even slightly bigger ones, all these people have built it up from scratch before and i understand it's devastating to go all the way back but but any small business owner started in their garage grew it out of their home drove a, a, a little small bucky and, and and delivered things for themselves if it if it i i believe that the small businesses have the resilience if they and 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 if to start again and it's difficult. It is difficult. You know, um, last year in the United States, in, in in Minneapolis, there were huge riots, very similar to us. So we also have to take that into perspective. That the biggest country in the world, or the the, the most supposedly first world country, the U.S., also have these situations. Um, but they're sitting a year later, and many businesses are also struggling with support from the government. And 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 I think. So so, so we, we first have to put it in context that, yes, it, it happens everywhere around the world. It's a pity it happened to us. Now, no one's... You know, the, the reality is for small business, As if the, the, the new cycle will move on, and this will be left behind, and people will have ashes to build from. But from that, without being too dramatic, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, I believe small businesses have the resilience to do it. The guys who have insured... They that's going to be an easy year, but the insurance companies will have a massive backlog, um, so they must be able to anticipate that it's going to be slightly slower. So even for the guys who are, um, even even with the guys who are insured, and for those that aren't, they almost have to do the similar things. And part of that is is to dust themselves off and start from scratch. What you know that famous saying: start now start with what you have and start with what you can do. That's what we have to kind of do now again. The important thing is uh, is, to, is to communicate clearly. You must understand that as a small business, you, you yourself have to, to, to be able to speak to your staff, to speak to your suppliers, and speak to your customers. I think that that's the first thing. Get, get ahead of this by clear communication. We, yes, we were looted no, we're not dead, no, our business is not dead, we are coming back, bear with us. I think if that's the first thing and it needs to be clear and it needs to be decisive because I think your your landlord, your, your, your debtors, your creditors will understand this and, and everyone will anticipate and give you a little bit of leeway. You're part of that. I, I get it if you're communicating with me. So, so that's the first point.
0: Siraj, for me, I'm I'm asking myself if I'm a business owner and I saw my business go up in flames, I saw goods that I was expecting to get some profit from um, being taken out of my premises. How do I overcome my mental um, trauma, my shock, my fear of wanting to run business again before I can even communicate with my landlord and my customers and my suppliers how do I overcome what I am feeling inside because on the ground I'm sure that the sentiment is not happy-go-lucky we are ready to open business again we are ready to rebuild we are still in fear because we don't know when it will happen again if it will happen again if there's enough um, you know law enforcement presence and will it avert it happening again
1: Yeah, you you mentioned such an important part there and that's that 's looking at the business owner as a person right we we, we forget or maybe we don 't forget, but it, it's it 's not a business it 's not a building that got burnt it 's someone 's dream it's a, a, a business is someone 's dream, and it 's their little baby that they gave birth to, and they 're now nurturing it you know and more and more and more um, venture capitalists who who invest into very big tech companies all around the world are, are, are they, they, they're aware of this now and they nurture the founder at the same time as they invest in the business they invest in the founder from a from a support psychological mental health support <clears throat> and that's really what we have to this is as big a trauma as anyone, and you have to triage it as a trauma, so you have to deal with the founder if the founder is not feeling um, at their best then all the st- it's going to filter down to all the staff. So so I think there, there, there are helplines out there from a pure trauma perspective to reach out to people and talk. I think these business people, I encourage small businesses to have mentors anyway. So kind of have mentors that you can go and speak to, even if you aren't dealing with trauma, just so that there's a sounding board. So find people that you trust that you can speak to. If you're a small business and you're sitting here and you don't know what to do there are support. I mean, there is support. There are people out there. I'm sure that you can reach out to your community, to your church, to your mosque, to whoever your support Reach out to them, open up that discussion, and be vulnerable because you have gone through a big trauma. You're right.
0: It's 22 minutes after 10, and we're speaking to Siraj Toffee, who's a custodian of entrepreneurship at the University of Stellenbosch Business School. We are talking about how small businesses have been affected with the recent events in the country and how we can make sure that they build up again, because that's what we want to see. We want to see entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurs uh, thriving once again in our beautiful democratic country. Call in, interact with us, ask your questions, give your input. Perhaps you've got a business uh, that was um, uh, looted or went up in ashes and you want to know where to go. Maybe you have some support for businesses or some ideas that we can share. Call in on zero one one seven one four two double zero six or WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. SMS is on 41391. So Raj, in terms of... The starting point, especially for SMMEs, what is the starting point? Yes, you said, talk to your customers, talk to your suppliers, talk to your landlord so that people know that you are still in business. And now we are also dealing with the mental health of the individual whose dream has been uh, hindered by these events. But practically. Practically to build up, if you see your building has been in ashes, you don't have stock, you don't have money to buy more stock. Some of the warehouses have been in ashes. What are the practical steps that business people should be taking?
1: Look, I think the, the, the age-old thing is cash flow. So the biggest, the biggest part of a business um, and why most businesses fail is they run out of cash flow and and therefore what i mean by that is the sooner you can trade or sell anything and i know a lot of people everything has been um, destroyed but we we have to try and go and find what can i sell right now of the services that i'm doing what is there is there something that that i can at least start getting the cash flow moving in a small cycle because if you, if you didn't have insurance, if you don't have a nest egg that we're planning, we are in some so, – so these are all lessons that must come out of this. So we all kind of look at these and go, it, it's, a, it's a huge tragedy and trauma, but what can we learn from it? What, what we learn from it is we can't not have insurance. We can't not have a um, – and just if I can, just quickly spend time on this. Uh, in, some of the learnings is that firstly, make sure you have insurance. Make sure that you, you you save you're not you're saving a little bit for that rainy day because oh my word, it's storming right now. And then the other thing that that people that. And, and I know this because, by, by the way, besides being at, on the faculty at, at the at the Business University of stanford Business School, I also am a business owner. And I know how difficult it is. We're so busy, we don't back up our computers. We don't back up our computers to a cloud somewhere. And sometimes, you know, we, we have to now consider what can I learn from this if it has happened? What can the listeners who are business owners that weren't impacted do to make sure they aren't, uh, they aren uh, um, 't the, 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 that doesn 't happen to them, and that is to, to start backing up your computers, keep that backup off site don 't keep it in the same drawer that you, under under your computer because it might not be looting, but it might be a fire, it might be leaking water that damages your stuff, and so many people rely on what 's on the computer these days orders supplies plans you know invoices everything make sure you 're backing up either into a cloud. Or off-site when you can do that. So that's just for like a few just tips that for 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 everyone. When it comes to the guys, um, uh, you know, what can they do now to to redo? You know, there's a there's a book called The Innovator's Method, and it's it's I I use it and I really enjoy it. It's a it's a very neat, clean um, book that talks about lean thinking and how you can operate your business in a lean way. And in that book, there's an exercise that, that, they, um, that they encourage the business or students to do in business history. I've been doing it with my students for five years. And whenever we do this, they think it's a silly exercise. And the exercise is, what would I do if I couldn't sell my current product to my current suppliers? And, and what it's trying to do is say, what knowledge do I have? What network do I have? What infrastructure do I have? And what what resources do I have that I can do that's besides my current business? Now, when you're running and you're operating and you're going smoothly, people don't want to do this because we just want to do what we do. But it's such an important exercise to do when, a, when something hits like COVID or looting because then you're forced to do it. So all this book is saying is do it early because then you might have an additional revenue stream. You might have... Additional um, division that you can start, and what I think what the the people who uh, have been destroyed is to take a look, step back, look at their current business, and say, yes, what we have is gone. But who do I know? My customers still they liked me, they 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 bought from me. This isn't this is not. They haven't. I haven't. My business hasn't died because I'm bad or I, I i messed up it's because of an external factor so i can build on that and say i know people i have a network i have knowledge and what's left of my infrastructure now what can i do
0: i'd like us to go to uh, a listener baleni who's in umtata good morning balen
1: how are you
2: doing good thank you i'm good thank you i think the small businesses i think um uh, Patricia, we 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 need to adopt this thing of insuring our um, our things, our properties, and our businesses too. Even if even if it's a small business or or, or, or small thing, try to get to get the cover that is um, equal to the business that I am doing. You understand? So 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 these things uh, of insuring businesses it, it's very it's now 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 it, uh, this thing is, uh, this thing of unrest has taught uh, taught us uh, that the insuring, It's very, very important. It's very very important. I understand that there are people who um there are small businesses that are in the rural areas um um and, 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 and stuff. So I think I think I think I think the government to implement, I don't know how, but they have to implement something that you could say, um, uh, 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 this is a small business, insurance or whatever. I thank you, Patrick.
0: Thank you very much, Baleni. I'm going to give you an opportunity, Siraj, to respond to Baleni's um, uh, comment, and we've got uh, other callers who are holding on the line, but we'll do that after the 10.30 news headlines. Is that okay with you? Yes, Perfect. Excellent. It's exactly 10.30 on the dot. Let's go to Uncle Luanda Mawome. Uncle Luyanda, please, I want to hear those cute, adorable girls singing again.
2: Stay on top of all meaningful, top-trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation.
0: exactly on the dot right now. It's the talking point. My name is Patricia Nduli, standing in for Kathy Muthalane. So we are speaking with uh, Siraj Toffi, who's a custodian of entrepreneurship at the University of Stellenbosch Business School. And uh, we've uh, heard from our A-team listeners that, yeah, the state of business, maybe we should be considering insurance, no matter how small we are, because when times like this that are, are unexpected come, at least the insurance would be able to help us. Saraj, please do comment on uh, the previous caller's uh, um, message.
1: Yes, I, th- I think it's uh, it, it, it is super important, and he was right that we we need to ensure. And it is, the thing is, it's expensive. Um, we it's, it's one of those steps where, when when you're looking at how do I cost out my um, my product or service, we often try and be as cheap as possible. Right, that's kind of the the, the overall thing is we need to be cheap. We need to get into the market. We need to be cheaper than someone else. It's short. That's quite short-term thinking because what you ideally want is to say, this is how cheap I can get it because of how good I am and my my uh, the 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 link of of um, the value chain. I can do. I can bring the product at a certain price. But you have to build in these things like um, insurance and even like having legal on standby. You can you can do it. But there's another way of doing it, which is the self-insurance because often it's uh insurance is great and you, you're paying it away and it's there for if a tragedy happens and another way of doing it is like form a pool of money put it away stash it away it's there for a rainy day but if it doesn't happen i'll it's still a saving and i can use it in my business if i if i want to um and 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 then I, I don't know if it's possible and I don't know if it's done in the in the community, but we, we're so resourceful as well. We do these stock files and everything else. I'm I'm wondering and I'm pushing putting it out there and going, is there a way of small businesses in the community on the in, in the informal sector to have something like that where we're all contributing and if a tragedy happens we can split the money or we can kind of use it um, as as and when. I don't know. It, it, it's a, it might even be a business opportunity for someone to get into.
0: It sounds great. Uh, let me go to Luther in Pisana. Good morning, Luther.
1: Yes, Patricia. Hello.
0: Good morning.
3: Morning, Patricia. How are you?
0: Good, thanks. Give us your comment, yes. please.
3: Yes, I'm in Pisana, Patricia. You know what? There is an area in South Africa called Pisana, a beautiful place, Patricia. The area is lying along the coast, beautiful climate. Good environment, good agricultural land and grazing lands. But you know what? There is nothing that is taking place here. No light factories, just at least a bakery. Nothing. Where is our premier, Mobyan? There is nothing that is taking place. And we can even take advantage of what is taking place right next door in in KZN. whereby our, our our government officials can just recruit those investors to come and do something in this area. It's harmonious, peaceful, and a very good climate in this area. But there is nothing that is being talked and said about. Tourism, the area is magnificent. Lying along the coast, the wild coast, with a beautiful landscape and everything that you need to to, 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 to see. But there is nothing that is taking place here, not even encouraging the youth to be doing uh, their informal businesses. Nothing.
0: Sure. All right, uh, Luther. Hopefully, someone uh, has heard and businesses will start sparking. Let me move to Alex and Ploufantine. You you know know what? Uh, Thank you, you, Luther. I'm moving to Alex and Ploufantine. Thank you very much, Alex. Good morning.
4: Hi, Professor. How are you? Good. Thank you. Right, a quick one. Now, you see, with the small businesses, in terms of the insurance, I'm also purchasing in a small uh, business environment in liquor and sort of these smaller corner shops in villages and townships. To insure to, to, to those things is very expensive, especially in a township. It would uh, look, it takes almost 50% of what you think is a profit because it's high risk by its nature. You understand? So mm-hmm. it becomes, a you know, a nightmare. So we need a, a way, way in if maybe a newcomer, a new entrepreneur can come up with a solution to, you know, to break into that market. But honestly, to ensure in that environment, I know personally it's difficult.
0: So w- what about uh, the suggestion that uh, Siraj made, uh, saying that maybe a business stock fails that you could have or even self-insurance so saving it on your own?
4: Yeah, look. On the stock fell one. I can say, look again. It's 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 difficult because you see what they do. They will still do an assessment. On the other one, I can't comment. I haven't tried. But the other one, like a, uh, we're in maybe uh, we, we we you know maybe ten of us try to do it. We have tried, but then that thing was just ridiculous. You know, I mean, they will they will tell you that looting is just one of you know with the, the internships. they are like riots almost everywhere small you know small uh, uh, protesting now and then they will just tell you well looting can happen then you will be shocked it will come to like let's say you are in a township then they will say no maybe you are looking to 7.5 for insurance you still have other other things you know
0: all right so thank you very much alex uh <laughs> let's, let's,
1: could i could i comment yes i'm actually this, coming
0: this, to you yeah. sir <laughs> go <laughs> okay. ahead
1: yeah so, so so I think I think Alex is making some some good points and 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 you know the the way insurance works is that it's purely based on on the risk so the the higher the risk and the more um perceived danger the property is in and the less security around it the higher your premiums um, so yes I I get that but you know there's a I I'm wondering if if one of the solutions could also be businesses working together so we we have to try and look at this. There's a there's a new kind of buzzword that is uh, that is around, and it's called co where where you cooperate with your opposition, and it, so that's where the word comes from, co-opetition. And we have to start looking at this and going, how do we work together instead of having like ten little shops standing next to each other, each trying to secure their own building? How do we combine it to work together get into something that we can all chip in to put security around the whole building because that's the first thing if you can't afford security I mean, if you can't afford insurance at least um, you know have the right security and then when the security improves then your your insurance premiums will eventually come down but how do we pull this together how do we work together as a community and not be me against you and it's rather, how do we work together? Can we do this together if we stand next to each other?
0: Well, I think that's what we should be asking ourselves. Very pertinent. And as we close off, Siraj, just advice for businesses and SMMEs.
1: Ah, just, you know, I, I, I feel for everyone. My biggest one is, is, the, is the point that you made, which is, you know, look after yourself. Look after yourself first, because if you as a business owner are not up for this fight, Because it is a fight. It is a fight to get going. But it's not something you haven't done before as a business owner. You've started it before. you built it up from there. You can do it again. But look after yourself. Reach out to people and then start off again. And you can do that. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Siraj. It's such a great pleasure um, interacting with you on this one.
1: Thank you.